Hey everybody, welcome to Killer Serials. Tony Jones. Ryan Parker. A couple dudes with PhDs in theology who talk about television and watch it. It would be great if we talked about TV that we didn't watch. <laughs> that would be what? that would be such a great podcast. Let's spec- What's happening on this season of The Bachelor? <laughs> I'm really, I really, I'm wondering about uh, Law and Order SVU. Let's just talk. You could probably hey, actually talk hey, about an episode of that. Hey, Tiny House Nation, this week on <laughs> FYI, Dude, a, a woman I went to grad school with, she is featured on the show. There is a lot of, t- dude, there's so much TV right now, everyone knows someone who's on TV. Okay? Do you know someone who's on TV? Um... If I thought about it long enough, I probably would. Hey, we might be on TV one day, right, Tony? Shh, 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 shh. Come on, Ryan. Fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Handmaid's Tale, Episode 9, Season 1. We the th- penultimate episode. There are 10 episodes, but here's something interesting we should tell. Little little um, backroom chatter for the, for, the, for the listening audience. They have not given us Episode 10 on our not- Hulu screener login so we don't know where we're going tony they released uh five episodes initially and then they released four more to us online but they i think that there must be i'm guessing they're holding back episode 10 even for television critics and reviewers because there must be some big bombshell in there and so look let's be honest there's not that much for us to talk about this on this week's episode that has to do with anything religious, spiritual, or theological in nature. Well, let's don't undersell it because I think dramatically it's a good oh, show. Oh, yeah. A it's, good a, episode. it's a really good episode. I mean, it, it, there's but some... I think it, your intuition about the finale is correct, though. There's some real pathos, and but I think we see right at the end, there's a little bit of an undercurrent of the resistance or the rebellion that's coming, and it is Offred going to be part of it. Is, they're really te- they're really telegraphing that is Moira cliffhanger, right? Is, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is Moira going to be part of it? For sure, I'd say. Um, well, let's recap the episodes real briefly, and then um, there is one issue that I would like to talk about. But I do want to spend some time speculating on what we think is going to happen in in. That's fun. Let's do that. 10. Yeah. So go ahead and shoot us the the quick quick recap well, of the episode. Yeah. At the, the Two things here, and it really does feel like every episode there's kind of like two tracks, you know? Let's just go, let's start with Alfred's storyline, which is she wants to go back to the Jezebels to get a package. Um, She's trying to kind of move her way into this resistance movement, and if she'll do that, it's to get a package, and she has to see somebody at the bar. So she tries to convince. And what I think is some very sophisticated, suspenseful mm-hmm. uh, storytelling mm-hmm. um, is how is she getting Fred to go back to that space, which felt like what I thought they did a great job in the previous episode of, like, this is a special thing, like a kind of a, a once and an every now and then kind of experience. And for her to sell him on going back immediately – that really built the tension in this episode. I like that. Okay, I'm. Did gonna, you? Did you I, not? I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that was not believable because okay. the, the last time they went to the Jezebels, 
it was an entire episode pregnant with with checkpoints on the road and Nick, you know, feeling conflicted about about Alfred go, going off with Fred and it, it was like they really milked it for all the drama. And then in this one, it's like in the first five minutes of the episode, she's like, I wonder if I can get Fred to go back tonight. Then she's like, blah, 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 let's go tonight. And he's like, okay, let's go tonight. And they whip through the checkpoints and they whip up the elevator. It's, it, was, it was a reprise, I thought. And it was, I, I was. Okay, you're, you're probably I didn't right. Buy it. I just didn't right. buy it. I, I was like, okay, sure. But then, but then there's a nice little twist where Fred's like, we're going straight to the room. We're not stopping at the bar, which is where she's supposed to pick up the package. And then she gets raped. And it's one of the, like, wor- it's, I thought it was one of the most discomf- discomforting of all the rape scenes that we see in this freaking show. This was one of the worst, I thought. Well, but I agree with you 100%. When they get there and she's forced to go straight to the room, that's a because she's trying to undermine all of this and she can't do it. Like, she's right. still getting raped. And then... When he says to her, I know you're here to meet somebody. Then you're I like, didn't, yeah. I didn't, I did buy in the moment that, oh my God, he's foiled her plot. Right. But when Moira showed up, I was like, well, how did he, did he really spy that? Did he really pin that in that last episode? But regardless, it set up this great tension between, because as you and I talked about last week, there is this opportunity for some women to live this life of, again, let's put this in very, couching this, they're being raped everywhere and always, but these women made a choice to, I'm going to live this life of leisure, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yeah. that, that, that's the way it paid. And, and Morris said as much, I'm not going to F this up. Like, I've got this good thing going. When... Um, Alfred tries to bring her into the the May Day. That's what they call it, right? The May Day movement. And she's like, "I'm not going to help you." Right. And that was heart. That was absolutely heartbreaking. So, but we know as the episode goes on that she eventually helps her. You know, and she gives her the the package. So that's one of the stories in this episode. The second story was with Off Warren, uh-huh. who became Off Daniel. And I got to tell you, Tony. This was one of the most devastating. Oh my gosh! Sequences bookending this episode that I've that of the whole series in a series just chock full of brutality and heartbreak and tension and all this. Ugh. This was brutal. This woman thought she was going to go and live. To put it quite bluntly, she thought she was going to go out to pasture. Right? She's going to she live. She thought her days. Warren was going to rescue her from maidenhood and leave his wife. You know, as as anybody, it, it's an old storyline, an and old Tony, trope. It goes back to ancient society. Like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, 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 really, I'm gonna leave my spouse, and and you, you know, where our affair is gonna become a marriage. You know, Tony, and and not just that. I gotta tell you, I gotta admit to my own naivete, my own uh, stupidity. Even I, w- I was watching that s- sequence, thinking she has attained some sort of revered status because she has given birth 
this woman is going to be honored in society and given a break. Oh my god! Oh, you mean like what, no. they have that? They have that kind of gauntlet of handmaids outside. And she goes out, and I'm yeah, thinking, you, you're thinking, thinking they're there to celebrate her. Yes, yes, exactly. And then what, as soon as Alfred says, you know, has those questions, is she going to be okay? I was like, oh shit. Yeah. This is, and then she, and then they far, they farm her out to right, another man right because she's fertile which yeah. and because his that, family only gets one second kid. i thought in that second i thought well what else it what was i thinking like yeah this and it was brutal and then on the back end of the episode on the at the end when she's on the bridge and really i was so caught up in that moment that i was like take this in any direction you want to go yeah she jumps with the kid she throws the kid she gives a kid away and she jumps. I just thought any one of those is equally devastating. I agree with you. And I thought any one of those could have happened and I would have totally believed it. And that's why I thought I was so hooked where we, you know, at the beginning of this conversation tonight, we said, you know, there might not be a lot here from a religious perspective, but my God, the spiritual component of that bridge scene. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is I, I think if you started ranking moments in the series, that's right up in the top five. Well, I- the, the one thing that I did want to just mention, and I don't really have a great insight about it, I just want to say that this issue of suicide, I think, is so vexing because we are recording this. You know, not only did we just watch a show where this character committed suicide, but you know, we've been in the midst of like just what happened in London this week. There are people out there who are committing suicide and taking other people down with them. That's for, a good point, Tony. For something yeah. they believe, for for because of the own uh, because of the desperation that they feel in modern technological society, and you know, suicide has been with the human race for as long as we have recorded history and surely long before you know i'm doing a lot of reading in the late antiquity late roman empire period and people committed suicide all the time when when your political fortunes turned against you the 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 response was to commit suicide before somebody killed you or and, when life was so hard yeah yeah, that, right. That, yeah. So, you know, I just I just thought what I thought that was very I thought that was But it, she it, doesn't it, die, Tony. She jumps, but she is in the She doesn't you know, die, but she's she, trying to commit suicide. That's what she's trying but, to do. And I'm just saying there there have been some scenes in this show that I've thought, "My gosh, come on." Like they're they're slow and they're dragging them out and they've got that very muted color palette that they're using. But that was one scene where I thought, no, this is good. Like this, I am hanging on this scene. Every time the wind blew a little stronger or she shifted thread, her body yep. weight, I yep. thought, here we go, here we go. And But let's also say that it, part of that is is that off, I guess her name now was off Daniel, but off Warren, she calls out Warren for basically telling her that she was going to be rescued from being a handmaid and that he had done things sexually with her that were not allowed in private. And, a, and almost a postscript to the episode, 
he is taken away by the eyes. And I think it follows closely on our conversation from last week about this, the Jezebels, right? Mm -hmm. Is that this, this is the space that is the truth of that system. And he is kind of exemplary of that Mm -hmm. in this episode. And the second that that is exposed, he has to be rooted out and because he got a blowjob. Right. That guy's going in front of the firing squad. Well, you know, whether it's a firing We don't know. Or... We don't know because she says, because as he's being taken away in the van, um, you know, um, his wife and uh, Fred's wife. Mrs. Waterford, are sitting Mrs. There. Waterford is saying, oh, maybe he'll trying just to get console admonished. her and she is not hearing it. Maybe she she'll is just not get admonished. She doesn't. That's right. Uh, She's got her baby, you know. Why does That's she right. now? Why does she need her husband anymore? Hey, and guess what? Guess who's not getting Mother of the Year award? Her, any of them. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Warren is not getting. You know, she's she's shaking that baby to hell and back. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was an interesting thing, and and I'll miss. Well, we'll see. I guess maybe yeah. Off Warren didn't die, but. Again, I am kind of waiting with bated breath for something you've already. Set, I mean, told us you've been waiting for, and that is the backstory of Aunt Lydia. Because again, here we see Aunt Lydia. No, she's heartbroken. She's she, heartbroken. She has compassion, but she also seems to be a true believer. You know, she she's because she does stuff that's just no good for. Like it doesn't advance her at all. She has nothing to gain. Right, she's not going to have kids. She's not going to have a husband. Like, why? What's her motivation? You know what I'm saying? What's her other motivation? than devotion to the cause? Know. Yeah, other than devotion to the cause. That's the only motivation I can see making sense for Aunt Lydia. And Aunt Lydia, you know, she's on the bridge, and she's obviously heartbroken. But at the end, you know, in in at the end of the episode, she's in the hospital room with off Warren who's on life support and also you may have seen, you know, was, um, tethered, like shackled. Her arms were in, you know, she was strapped That's down right. to the table and, That's right. and she says, Oh, you know, you, st- you stupid, you stupid girl. girl. Yeah. I want to bring up two points I think are kind of, you know, kind of tied into the things we talk about. One of the things I liked about this episode was the scene between Martha and Mrs. Waterford uh-huh. in the kitchen where Martha confesses or, or admits to having lost a son in the war. Yes. And Mrs. Waterford said, you know, like, you know, honor your son's sacrifice. But Martha never says which side her son fought for. Right. And I just thought that was such a, like... I want to say sweet, but like brilliant moment because it was pregnant with all these possibilities Mm -hmm. and they didn't, and they didn't choose a side. It kind of just left you thinking. And of course I'm thinking maybe he fought for the resistance, you know, but her, her privilege and her status kind of blinded her. She made all these assumptions about, Oh, well clearly he fought for Gilead or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you, that was a nice touch. Yeah, you don't know. It's true. And uh, these are these little hints we're getting of the backstory of, of what led, you know, what led to Gilead. 
I, I just I th- I'd like us to talk a little bit about what we think is going to happen in the season finale. I think it's going to take a turn toward the resistance. I think there's going to be tension about whether Offred really has the courage to go through with it because she's kind of been on the fence. Moira basically was trying to talk her out of it. Then Moira obviously came to her aid and got the package to her from the Jezebels to... Hey, is Moira, is Moira alive? Yeah, baby. She got in the van and drove off. You don't think she got gunned down? No I mean, way. that's what I'm anxious no to see no, on Moira, Wednesday. Moira is is going to be get, she's going to get to Toronto and find Luke and join Gosh, the I business. hope so. I think that's what's going to happen. I I think you're right, Tony. I think the the finale has to uh, fall heavy on the resistance. And I let's talk about what not only expectations for the finale but anticipation for season two mm-hmm. we've got to see the uh colonies right like what's life outside of gilead yeah there's that's that's I, i'm i'll be fascinated to find out that that i really want more backstory and i i assume it's not going to happen till season two i really want more backstory i want more about gilead i want more i want more about what's going on outside about the colonies about what's going on in Canada, about the the capital of the new capital of the United States, which is now in Alaska. Um, there's just a lot, and you you get you you've, we've gotten these little hints that like um, Commander Fred back a few episodes ago. You know, he's like, if we don't get this deal with Mexico, you know, we're going to run like our treasury of Gilead is going to run out of money. So, you know, there's going to be, you, you kind of get the impression that Gilead is financially, economically hanging by a thread. Hey, I want to ask you a question, Tom. Two questions. What do you think is the cliffhanger of the finale of season one? And what would you like to see at the start of season two? I think the cliffhanger is Offred is doing something for the resistance and she gets caught by Lydia or Fred or Mrs. Waterford. Somebody, because I think any of those three... Wow, getting caught, that's a big... But any of those three, maybe not Fred, but if it's Lydia or Mrs. Offred, I mean, or Mrs. Waterford, either one of those could turn toward her and say, I'm I'm with you. This sucks. So you think... Okay, yeah. So you think maybe her I, I captor, like, so to speak, is a sympathizer. I think Mrs. Waterford, for instance, might become an ally in the resistance. Okay? What about Nick? Nick is also a possibility, a more distant possibility, because he seems to like being an eye and the safety that affords him. At the beginning of season two, I would love for it to open in a totally different setting. Now, they're never going to abandon... Offred because she is the protagonist, you know, and she's the star. But I would love for there to be a parallel, whether it's we see more of what's going on with Luke and Moira joins him or or what it's like with Aunt Lydia when she's hanging out in the auntie's house and they're they're all part of the resistance and trying to figure out how to rescue these handmaids. Something uh, a big different setting I would love to see. How about you? Yeah, I agree. I think I like your pitch for the finale. Um, I could see her making a big move for the resistance that pays off after all this kind of oppression throughout the first season Mm -hmm. where she maybe does get away. 
so kind of table that that she that maybe she has a win. Um, yeah. But I agree with you a hundred percent. I would love to see the second season start out outside of Gilead, maybe with a different community or a different person. Yeah. Maybe maybe we do get Luke or Moira, or maybe we're in the colonies. And and a lot of shows have done that throughout the years, where you know they they take that different setting in a second or third season and and really build the world out. So I think that's my hope. I know we'll be back next week to talk about the finale and we'll have probably a lot more to set the stage. We, both of our ideas might be blown out of the water. No, but I think uh, they're, I so think, to speak. You know, yeah, but I think, I think we're pretty close. I, I feel like they're, I feel like we're, I don't know. I just feel, I, I, I see so many aspects of Gilead in the world and looking at even this episode where churches are, if they're not being destroyed, they're walled off. Mm-hmm. Like I just think there are so many places in Gilead that are off limits yeah. that you could open up in a second season. That's right. True. What is what does life look like in those spaces? Of, of course, and, of course, this is self serving, and I but I think you and I both agree. Not only seeing those different settings, but actually finding the religious motivation for these people that listen, dude, I think would be fascinating. You can't have a show like this that is so rooted in religion and spirituality. And not flesh that out at some point yeah. more than they've done. Yeah, yeah. You're giving you're giving the audience too much to wrestle with to not get in there digging it, yeah. so to speak. All right, All right. well, people, tune We're in. in our limit. Tony is concerned about your timing, people. People, tune in next week for finale. the big finale of Handmaid's Tale, and uh, we're we're looking around for maybe we need to do Tony, a couple one offs. Tony, what what are we going to do? A couple one offs, Tony. I'm hearing uh, season two of. Uh, last chance you oh really what about that huh yeah that would be good i would love that get some one. access to that huh? that's a binge, that's a binge watch for me for sure right yeah well we'll figure it out but hey we got one more episode to go of what's been quite frankly a killer serial oh, oh <laughs> award-worthy television yeah all right everybody thanks for listening to killer serials we'll talk to you next week i was asleep before That's how we let it happen. When they slaughtered Congress, we didn't wake up. When they blamed terrorists and suspended the Constitution, we didn't wake up then either. Now I'm awake. My name is Alfred. I had another name. Ladies, I have to let you go. It's the law now. They needed to do it this way. All the bank accounts and the jobs all at the same time. You imagine the airports otherwise? Run, run, run! You girls will serve the leaders and their barren wives. You will bear children for them. There's an eye in your house. We'll send you to the colonies. You'll be cleaning up toxic waste and then you'll die. of Gilead and of what we have achieved. We only wanted to make the world better. Better? Better never means better for everyone. I want to keep on living for her. Remember your scripture. Blessed are the meek. And blessed are those who suffer for the cause of righteousness. Righteousness.